I don't know what's happening. As the boss of the podcast, I'm concerned that I don't know what's happening. I've only seen it on YouTube. I have so I'm, many questions. Do I need to move on? <laughs> Please. <so>. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Does Eyes Wide Shut count as a Christmas movie? No. <laughs> what's wrong with you? After giving away all of The Mandalorian, this is where we're going to draw the line on spoilers. Wilson! Oh, I was not listening. <laughs> that is very apparent to everyone on the podcast that you were not listening. Did we just J.J. Abrams' this podcast where we had a great 90% and then couldn't land it? Yeah, pretty well. Okay, here's where y'all are so wrong because y'all are idiots. Just to be clear, did you say Robert De Niro? Yes. I'm sorry, have you seen the movie? Have you not seen Godfather Part 2? Oh, no. You used to take that back. As the boss of this podcast, I'm going to say that. All right. The, the listeners at home can't see the look of the <laughs> yeah. movie I have on my face right now. But I, I want I want them to know that I am dumbfounded by that comment. This is not the podcast you deserve. Welcome to Not the Podcast You Deserve, where your three hosts have decided to watch a scary movie, and this host will no longer sleep ever again. I know what y'all may be thinking. Hey, it's pretty close to October. Why didn't they wait till Halloween to watch a scary movie? And that's because we didn't think that far ahead. But also, there's a lot of other podcasts that do that shit, and we're totally different. We're off the cuff, coming at you from left field, and we watched Malignant. What'd y'all think? Yeah, what a great setup. Uh, Malignant, directed by James Wan, uh, who I only knew from Aquaman originally, and then realized (laughs) he did like most of the Saw series. I think he did the Conjuring series as well and a couple other scary movie stuff. Uh, I heard someone say he's like the horror master of the last decade or something. Yeah, I wouldn't know. Then that's the thing is that like the three of us do not like horror movies. Uh, If if it was our own version, we would not watch horror movies probably. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ever since I've met my wife, uh, I have had to watch all the horror movies. So I've (laughs) Grown, like I just have to be okay with that now. Uh, and I've watched about 580 million horror movies over the last seven years, and I've grown to enjoy some of them, and some of them I still don't get. Uh, and so I think that there's like a couple like base things that you like always look for in a horror movie. And if you guys have, um, if you guys have like anything to like add in here, please by all means jump in. I, I brought this down to like six things when I think about like a basic like horror movie. Number one is the jump scares. There's always going to be, you see mm-hmm. the character close, open the mirror cabinet door thing and then close it and something's behind them or, you know, the, mm-hmm. they just turned a tight corner. There's always going to be a jump scare in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually in the worst possible moment, there's going to be no cell phone coverage or no way to <laughs> pick up the landline and make a, you know, make a call. Uh, number three, there's always going to be the, the main character is always going to end up in like an abandoned whatever, whether it's a boat or it's a house or it's a wood or it's or a, a house cabin, boat, a castle a in the wood. Yeah. Uh, a medieval just, castle for where the medical experiments happened. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> watch one coming up like that. But like, there's always, they, there's one point in every horror movie where you're like, why would you go there? in the middle of the night or by yourself or why is that place empty? Like every single one. Um, and then one that I think is mainly more in the eighties from like eighties slasher and horror flicks, but like, it's always the first person 
that has sex in the movie dies always. And I think that might have may not be like a thing that happens anymore, but a lot in the eighties. Um, and then normally the last one, like living in the horror movie is, is a pretty girl or the girl who was like mm-hmm. made fun of by the mean people, the lead essentially, but it's, it's usually the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think when I was kind of going to this horror movie, I was expecting those kind of things to be at the forefront. And I think for the most part, they totally weren't, uh, which is why I thought it'd be fun to talk about it. Cause it was a little different than most horror movies. Um, and I yeah. think the first thing that I wanted to talk about was the soundtrack to that movie was freaking awesome. Yeah. It was all bangers. <laughs> they were really, really <laughs> cool. The opening uh, score was really, really good. And then they had um, Where Is My Mind by the Pixies playing, but like pitched up towards sounded like ambulances were blaring. A little John Carpenter vibes kind of in there. The little yeah. every yeah. once in a while, they just pepper it in. Because it was kind of like an, an 80s, 90s horror film yeah. made nowadays. That's kind of what I was thinking too, is like really throwback. And uh, I think the the opening the opening scene is just super jarring uh, where you see the the doctor cutting away at this alien oh. face thing. And you're just like, what is going on? And it's so yeah. graphic and you have to like turn away. Yeah. Uh, but it's yeah. a really, really cool way to start a movie. And then I, you know, we can get to the the twists and stuff like that later. But I thought that all in all for being a horror movie, I really enjoyed myself. Crawford, what do you got? You, you left one off of my, uh, or two off of my list of like, Okay. Actually, no, three. I got three. Oh, wow. Of like, these are going to show up in scary movies. The first one is there's always a grainy home movie. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And this used to always just be like a VHS that would go in the thing. But now, like with paranormal activity, they found a new way to like get cameras involved in it too. But there's always a grainy home movie. And a lot of times they'll incorporate that into a jump scare. Um, Yeah. There's always, if, in the you know really high class or bottom tier horror movies, there's always somebody in a wheelchair, just like <laughs> roll it up creepy style, not like not even like playfully or like they've been in a wheelchair the whole time. It's like they somehow turned a corner that shouldn't be possible, and they're just like in your face. And it's like, how did the wheelchair turn into a jump scare? Uh, <laughs> and the third one is like I don't know if the profession of gardening just does not exist in horror movies, but dear God, the number one way to avoid being in a horror movie is have someone do your garden, do your lawn. And not like, and I even texted you guys this while I was watching it. Uh, Don't, don't get like the pristine gardener who's going to make your house look like a snack. We need somebody who's just going (laughs) to mow the lawn and keep the vines from growing over everything. And that is it. Because if you have like scary garden maze, you're in a scary movie. If you have vines growing out of your chimney, like covering your entire house, you're in a scary movie. There's a happy middle ground where nothing ever bad happens. And we need to just live in that. That's where we live. And I think that might be a good like kind of entryway to like the movie. Because in the first, after that first scene where it's the doctor like cutting up the monster or whatever, uh, and then it kind of goes to her present day. Forgot the lead character's name. That's tough. That's not good. Uh, Emily, maybe? Madison and Emily. Madison and Emily. That's right. Uh, when it cuts to Madison and she's in her home and like you're just kind of like seeing everything in the background of the home, like everything is kind of like run down and, and everything just kind of kind of gross. And I was like, this is like the quintessential horror movie house. 
Like it, mm. it, it just looks kind of gross. And it, it like, like this place has seen some bad stuff and it's about to see worse stuff like any second now. Like it just looked like a yeah. scary movie. So yeah. many rooms, so many corners she has to run yes. around and hallways. And there's one really great shot where it's like yeah. over the top, yeah. like from the top, like bird's eye view and it yeah. just follows her throughout the house. But I was like really impressed. And then I got sad because I was like, oh, that's probably CGI. And it maybe I don't know. It may, I, I wasn't sure if it was or not. But the fact that we could do that with CGI now kind of made me sad a little bit because yeah, it looks it, so clean. It reminded me of um, Sam Raimi mm. horror flicks, Evil Dead style, where the the camera is like the perspective of the thing that's chasing the character. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of time. then it and then it kind of flipped up, and you kind of saw it as if it was like a maze, and it was mm-hmm. like a mouse running a maze, and that was really really cool. Great. It was, this was a beautifully shot movie, like cinematography wise. And just like the framing of everything is beautiful. Really well done. High quality. Um, I I enjoyed that aspect of it while I was watching in between my fingers, like the framed of my fingers. I was going to ask this. Did anybody else like, was anybody else like super scared at one point? Cause I like, I had blanket over my head scared at one point. My my TV, like in my, I was watching it on my couch, and my TV's up against the wall, high, and directly to my right is a dark hallway that I Ooh. was terrified. The whole movie, I just looked over to my right the whole time, and every time somebody walked down a dark hallway or tunnel, which was uh, conservatively eighty four times. In too many times. Too many <laughs> times. Dear God, I was so I, mad. <laughs> At one point, my cat and dog started fighting, and I thought they were both possessed by a demon. Yeah. yeah. And so the, uh, I turned all the lights I, on that, my house. As, as far as being scared, uh, I had a, I have a confession to make. Uh, just so the listeners at home know, like where I'm coming from and my like repertoire of scary movies. Uh, when I was 13 years old, I went to go see the Phantom of the Opera and told my parents I did not want to see it. And they're like, no, it's a beautiful movie. You're going to love it. I sat in my sweatshirt the whole movie crying, crying. And I have a whole thing on this so we can get into later. But so like, that's where I'm coming from as like, I avoid scary movies. Uh, so I turned all the lights on in my house and sat down and said- You were home alone too when you watched this. That makes it so much alone. better. Ooh. had a few beverages all the lights on just and it was like let's do this thing and guys i'll be honest i wasn't scared one time no really? way dude when the uh when the creatures can like walk in like back that freaked me out i was not okay and i thought uh, as far as jump scares go i thought there was a couple pretty good jump scares in this movie and i, I for the ones that i saw i did have blanket over my head a couple times so. <laughs> What I will say, like jump scares, I, I normally think are tacky and kind of like, oh, uh, those are cheap, cheap scares. I think this movie does a great job of putting a jump scare in the middle or at the end of a, like a pretty long shot, whether it's a pan or uh, a circle shot. But it's it's not like cut to a reaction shot and then back and then back. And then now there's he's behind her yeah. shoulder. It's more of like you see the, you see something happen. You see a reaction. It cut back to it and then it turns and you live in the scene for a second and then it finally cuts to what you haven't been able to see that whole time and that's where they're standing or something like that. That's a good point because I think that this movie does do a really good job of like putting you in the um, point of view of the 
lead character. And they get, briefly, the storyline is that she um, has lucid paralysis, sleep paralysis. Thank you. Yeah, she's like she has like goes through like sleep paralysis where she can't move, but she sees these terrible, horrible things happen to these mm. people uh, where they die, killed by a mysterious figure. But they do the way that I think James Wan shoots it is like he he shows you her reaction. She's like frozen and then kind of like circles around and you see everything kind of uh, degrading and devolving into like the scene of the crime. And it's just a really cool way of like sucking you in and being like, oh, no, something really bad is about to happen. Mm -hmm. And I really I I thought, you know, it's a horror movie, but I enjoyed it. And those shots were all beautiful. mm -hmm. So I will say kind of to Drew's point, we're talking about a lot of times I think jump scares are tacky. When I say I wasn't scared, I didn't have any of the like grab the chair, (gasps) like catch my breath. Oh, my God. I'm like physically shocked. But I had most of the movie where I was uh, intrigued in the storyline. I was kind of worried about what was going to happen next. I was, I was captivated and I was kind of, you know, anxious, but I wasn't like straight up scared. I didn't have any of the like, (gasps) like I'm going to lose, I'm going to poop my pants here in the theater. Like I've had in (laughs) other movies. (laughs) Like in Phantom of the Opera. Um, You know, the scariest movie that's ever existed. Fight me at me. There's one scene early on in the movie where she was, trying to lock all the doors and close all the curtains when it's like, it's kind of, she's rushed and it seems frantic. And then she gets to the back door and it's wide open with leaves blowing in. And I, I audibly said out loud to myself while I was watching this movie, uh, 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 no, at that point, that was me deciding as a person that if I were in that situation, I would move houses. No doubt. I'm yeah. so glad you brought this up because that's what anybody would do. And instead, you know what our you know what our heroine did? She screwed in a bunch of boards to the windows and doors. And even when her Ran sister upstairs, was, are, are you sure you want to come back to this house that where your husband was just recently gruesomely mur- murdered? She was like, "Yes, it's my home." And it's like, "What's holding you here? <laughs> Nothing. It's just you." sell the house your garden is great aka it's not but like get out of here what why are you here the, the walls were clearly in disrepair as was the flooring like she could have found a better spot for sure um but i think we talked a little bit about the jump scares which i thought had some decent oh i was gonna tell you this my wife you know, big horror movie fan she did not think it was scary at all like at the end she booed it and i was like why are you booing and she's like not scary and i was like oh I'm crying, but okay, cool. Um, we talked a little about the jump scares. Um, and then like the obvious, like, why would you do that moments that jumped mm. out to me or one returning to the home, but you knew it was going to happen. Uh, but when they were in the scene, when the tour guide is giving the tour of the haunted Seattle basement or whatever, and she just goes through unplugging the lights to the long, dark hallway. And then here's something in the now dark hallway. And instead of just plugging the lights back in, she decides to walk down the dark hallway. I was freaking out. Like, just plug it in. Just plug just, it in. Oh, my God. At any point, if I ever think that I'm in a hole, like, oh, the moment somebody in my life dies, I wake up next to a bloody pillow. There's a, there's a weird stain in my house the wind changes too sporadically for my liking, I automatically go into horror movie rules. Yeah. One, never go anywhere alone. Yeah. Two, always text your loved ones exactly where you are. (laughs) Three, have chargers on standby. 
everywhere. <laughs> your car, your home, your place of business, doesn't matter. Four, never, ever, under any circumstances, do you ever go down a recently darkened hallway and or closet. Never, not one time. And I, oh my God, it drives me nuts. It, it's one thing when you watch a, a horror movie that like is supposed to take place in like New England 1600s and it's about witches and it's like, ah, oh, hey, you know what? These people didn't have scary movies back then. We do now. <laughs> And the people in Malignant do, they have scary movies. They live in the real world. They don't live in some parallel universe where horror movies don't exist. Everybody sees them. Everybody knows. Just operate under horror movie rules immediately. Under all circumstances. A recently darkened hallway, you turn and run. There's no reason to go look down there. There's none. Leave. Like you needed to get that off your chest. I feel like that's uh, been like, like trying to get out of you ever since you saw the movie. If you're parking uh, your I don't car, think you're wrong. do it far away from a cliff. Uh, don't put it one foot don't put your prius one foot from the cliff i don't know why i have to be the one to tell you this so i think we should get to that now because that is that hits one of mine as well of why are you doing what you're doing and then to deserted place for no reason when the sister of madison slash emily drives to the abandoned insane asylum. asylum yeah it parks her car on a cliff and then walks by herself in the middle of the night into this deserted insane asylum. And as a kicker, there are wheelchairs there. And not just any wheelchairs, ones from the 1800s. Like, <laughs> when was this place abandoned? And why is that wheelchair so old? It's the scariest of all wheelchairs. I, I think that James Wan Googled, like, most horrifying wheelchair. And that's what he found. And he's like, yeah, this works. <laughs> Some pieces yeah. of wood, some circles on it. Let's go. We don't we don't make wheelchairs like that anymore. Can you imagine making a wheelchair that would last two hundred years? God, that'd be awesome. I mean, am I wrong? It's craftsmanship. It's craftsmanship. That's what it is. And then she not only does she go to the deserted, insane asylum, park her car on a cliff in the middle of the night. Then the first thing she does is go to the basement of the abandoned insane <laughs> asylum. And I was just, just like, mad. somebody, somebody get her out of here, which is wild <laughs> that she made it out of there. I think it's yeah. like she was trying to die. It's like she knew she was in a horror movie and she was doing everything. She was even the slutty one, like flirting with the cop <laughs> the whole time. So like, it's like she was literally going, how can I die as fast as possible? Check, yeah. check, check. Mm-hmm. And so, then, uh, I know we've skipped pretty far ahead. I just want to circle back since we mentioned the cop thing one more time. The one, I won't say the one, but my biggest knock on the movie is the police logic in this movie is absolutely bonkers. Like the, they, I think one of the, the, there's the head detective that's like the love interest to the sister. And then there's his, I don't want to say his partner, his partner, his partner. They have like one conversation. I think the partner says at one point, uh, abusive husband, no sign of entry, motive. Yeah, and, so, and then she puts a lollipop in her mouth. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, what and a character choice, yeah. And they're in the morgue, and it's like, you also mentioned, like, opportunity, um, you know, there's some other things that you talked about in that sentence, not just motive, but that's all you wanted to, to hone us in on. And then, what, well, is there anything you want to add on to that before I go to my second point? I, I do think the fact that the, the woman who was eight months pregnant could somehow snap the neck of her husband almost all the way off his head and mm-hmm. then kill her own baby and throw her against a wall and break the back of her head as well. 
that that's a stretch, I think, for any yeah. cop. Yeah. And then they follow that up by like the at one point, the main the protagonist starts she doesn't predict the murders, but she like goes and tells the cops before they know about it, about exactly what happened. And they are like, huh, this is weird, but they've helped us out. Not how does she know all of the facts about the murder? And this is definitely our murderer. Like, they're like, this is believable, huh? That's funny. And then I uh, another like, what is he doing moment when the cop is chasing the yeah. the killer out of out the window, down the fire escape, through the back alleys that are deserted, underneath the basement, and then through the abandoned basement. I was like, dude, in the call sewers. for backup. Underneath that yeah. sewers, underneath that sewers, which is apparently a medieval carriage yes, carnival yes. fog machine. No backup. Don't need doesn't need backup. It's Dude, after hours. Call for backup. What about Set that other perimeter? Ha- I don't know. The, that other handsome guy on duty at this hour. He just, it was one of those just like mm. and then I do think that was the only moment that I was taken out of the movie was the the clear fog machine with the <laughs> carriage from the early 1700s what was that i don't know <laughs> he didn't what have a place that? in the movie i don't know but it was just this, so clearly like a this, fog machine <laughs> this horror movie is fight club meets the crow like that's how you sell this movie to producers i like that that's good okay um, i want to ask what do you guys think was like the scariest power that the uh i don't know how much are we giving away this movie yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what what was what was the scariest power that like the tumor baby had? <laughs> tumor baby. I think the ability to break through a skull at will and take over said body is pretty cool. Oh, like like opening it up. You mean? Yeah. What did she? What did it open it up with? Its eyebrows? How did? I mean, honestly, closing it up is more impressive. That's a good point. That's a good point. Sealing the door on your way in. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Drew, what about you? Um, I don't know if they ever really explained. Like, does it teleport or does it just crawl on the ceiling? Like, there are some points where oh, it makes her stronger. Oh, that was okay. the throwaway line. Sorry. Yeah. Then we won't yeah, do that. Obviously, yeah. Uh, yeah. I will say, Kyle, you mentioned it earlier, but like the like breaking of all of her bones, like mm-hmm. the face backwards, was that was wild. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't like that. Did not like that at all. I didn't like it, but it wasn't gruesome as some some horror movies really relish and dwell in those moments. I thought it got the point across without making me like, like want to crawl out of my skin. There are some things in this horror movie where I'm like, mm, I would rather enjoy my movie, but instead you're going to give me, uh, you know, an abusive husband or yeah. a really sad story, a really terrible story. It's like, I don't really, that's not my cup of tea. But I don't think this movie really dwelled on those too long, and I appreciated that. Um, I think the scariest thing that it did was uh, somehow be able to make phone calls. Yeah, <laughs> it could what? like it could just like tap into I don't know satellites. Oh. It just has control over electronics. That's feeds awesome. Up, feeds on electricity. True. Said it in the in the intro. I know. I <laughs> another thing too. You were talked about some of the things on your list of things that happen in every horror movie, and you felt the home videos, the grainy home mm. videos, mm-hmm. the the videos that not only did the second lead find an abandoned basement in an abandoned insane asylum, then instead of taking them to the police, she took them to their estranged mother, 
and watch mm. these videos with estranged mom. Yeah. It was just like, well, why? What can your mother, who's also in a wheelchair, do about this current situation that you find yourself in? <laughs> but is you're right. I kind of forgot about the grainy home videos. It's a good touch. Yeah. Also, here's something else. And this girl is the perfect example of it. Um, people in scary movies randomly make up high stakes for no reason. They just they just really up the game immediately. Uh, and like like you said, the obvious answer being, I'm going to take these videos to the police and maybe that'll explain some stuff. And instead, it's like, I'm going to go take it to a crazy person. Uh, that'll be <laughs> sweet. But similarly, she also earlier, like trying to convince the cops to do something, says a quote, if she's wrong, you can have her committed and put the cuffs on me. And that is a bold statement to just like launch uh, very early in the movie when they're like, we don't totally believe what she's lying about. And like, she woke up next to a bloody pillow and her sister having no other details was like, I'm willing to go to prison. <laughs> that that bloody pillow is not what you think it is. And it's like, lady, you're a Disney princess. You need to shut up and get with the program and let the cops do their job. Not only am I willing to go to jail, I am so like sure of this, I'm willing to let you take my sister and imprison her in the abandoned insane asylum on the cliff. Like, and I'm not going to consult her about it beforehand. I'm just <laughs> exactly. going to throw that out there. Yeah, it was great. And I do think um, this movie had some pretty good twists and turns. Very twisty. Very twisty. I was sure that it was uh, that it was the girl. It was Madison slash Emily was the one doing the killings. But I thought Malignant was uh, was somehow was uh, there was a tumor in her brain that would just shut off her brain and then it would let her do crazy things and kill people and she just didn't realize it. Um, which that is kind of close. Kind of close. The, the, exact, the actual explanation is way weirder and way creepier and way more gruesome. Uh, but I kind of saw that one coming. Um, but then the, the best twist, I thought, was at the end when she made the, the thing, the tumor Gabriel. thing. Thank you. When she made Gabriel see what she was, wanted him to see. Where mm. she showed him killing the the sister and then killing the cop and everything, and then it was that twist at the end where I've known about these powers for eight seconds and now I imprison you in my mm. mind prison, which is dumb. But I thought that was a nice little twist. It kind of gave you that holy cow, they were going to kill everybody in this movie moment, which I think yeah. you need. I thought that was a nice touch. I do. I was fully expecting it to turn right back around and then the tumor baby be like, oh no, I've shown you what you thought you were showing me. <laughs> For it to be a sad ending. Uh, but I think they just kind of teased a sequel. So I appreciate Yeah, that. when the lights kind of flickered yeah. there at the end. That was good. Yeah. Every That is another one that should make the list. Every horror movie or just like monster movie, there's going to be a tease for what happens with the eggs that are found. Mm, it's the not end, dead. Or the, yeah, it's there's, not there's no... There's no killing Gabriel. Uh, and I know There's we always really... another dragon. We, mm. we didn't talk much about the plot to this movie, but I actually think that's okay because I think plot is like the the least important thing for a horror movie. Like you don't go to a horror movie because you're just dying to see some really good exposition. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. We didn't talk about the plot? We didn't even mention Gabriel's name until 30 seconds ago, <laughs> and it is the main bad guy. That is... We talked a lot about hallways. We talked a lot about hallways. I have strong opinions on hallways. (laughs) (laughs) That's going in the open. (laughs) Finding a spot for that. I think we prioritize appropriately. (laughs) 
Yeah, I, and, but that's so when I think about my favorite scary movies, I have a trio. And mm. if you guys didn't like Malignant, which I think we should talk about afterwards, whether you liked it or not, I enjoyed Malignant. I don't think it's a good movie, but I enjoyed it. It was mm-hmm. an hour and a half, mm-hmm. two hours that I had a good time at. Um, my, my trio of horror movies for you guys, you've already seen Cabin in the Woods. Um, but number two is It Follows. Have you all heard of It Follows? Have you seen It oh, Follows? Oh, I've seen it. It's great. Dude, that is a really, really good movie. And it, it flips the horror um, kind of trope that I was talking about earlier where the first person to have sex always dies in a horror movie. And it kind of takes that and runs with it and sprints with it. And it's a really, really good movie. And then the final one, I can't remember if we talked about it or not, but it's called The Host. And it came out during the pandemic, was filmed during the pandemic via Zoom or whatever. And it is about a group who does a, a, a Zoom seance, essentially. And it does not go well, as you might mm-hmm. imagine. But it is one of the best movies I've ever seen. Um, definitely horror movies, but it's really just incredible. They did it all um, via Zoom stuff. So mm. those are my three. That's my trio of horror movies that I will watch at any point in time and be like, I'm ready. I'm ready to be scared. This movie does not fall anywhere close to that for me, but I did enjoy it. I thought James Wan is a good director. He makes a lot of beautiful shots. His soundtrack was banging. Um, mm. The storyline was interesting and intriguing. And the, I was never bored during this movie which I think I can get bored in horror movies pretty quick when they try to make me have feelings for my character that I know is about to die. So what about you guys? What are y'all's thoughts on Malignant? And do y'all have some horror movie suggestions for anybody who's into horror stuff? Um, I, I liked Malignant. I was, like I said earlier, I wasn't like super scared. There were a lot of things I thought were dumb. Uh, and there were a lot of things I thought were hoaxy. Uh, and there were, but there were some really good uh, intrigue to it that I was interested in, but I didn't, walk away going wow what a great horror movie um but as far as scary movies obviously uh phantom of the opera is the scariest movie of all time um <laughs> at me and um, beauty and the beast uh what else stop it don't, don't even <laughs> don't even that cartoon movie of beauty and the beast though had some had some scary moments in it They're fighting on the roof man i had to close my eyes dude yeah absolutely the wolves were pretty scary the wolves Ooh. yeah um yeah, some of that Disney stuff is pretty dark uh, early You're on. Also, eight when you see it for the first time. So. <laughs> sure. Yeah, you know it. It makes an impact. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I do love Cabin in the Woods. That was a great recommendation. Uh, also, I know you guys know this, but uh, listeners at home, I watched the first thirty minutes of Cabin in the Woods with the audio for blind people. Please don't waste was, any more time talking about this. It makes me so, so mad that you did. it was so awesome. <laughs> Uh, I thought it was part of the movie. <laughs> no it one was, thought that was part of the movie. You're the only fan- one on the planet. It was fantastic. And I think I should watch all horror movies like that. Uh, <laughs> in fact, I probably will from now on. I'll probably turn on the ADA audio and it'll be great. Um, but then uh, I have also seen It Follows. That's a good movie. I saw it on a plane and turned around to the person next to me that was also watching it and goes, is this about sexually transmitted diseases and they were like i think so and i was like i feel weird about watching this on a plane um <laughs> also that's the worst place to watch that movie because you can't get out oh, no wow. no yeah. no at that moment you die I was like, so fast i was like well oh, here it is God. this is it coming but a way here. to go um but i i don't i don't see a whole lot of scary movies so if anybody has any recommendations uh bring them bring them for me I want it. Shaun of the Dead, if it counts as a horror movie, should go in there oh, as well. I, I do love Shaun of the Dead. I will also say, I don't know if it counts, but Split 
as we were talking about James McAvoy earlier. Yeah. That's uh, it, a good movie. Um, and there were parts of it where I watched it through my fingers and I was in a big group of people and they were making fun of me. And I was like, it doesn't matter. I need this for my own sanity. Drew Allen, what about you? How did you feel about Malignant? And do you have any movies you'd like to suggest for the horror genre? Yeah, I would not recommend Malignant to very many people. I enjoyed it as a movie, but that first 15 minutes where it's like trying to set up how sad her life is to make you really feel for a character, that's the type of stuff that really takes me out of a movie. And I, I don't go to movies to, to see that type of stuff. It's a real downer for me. I would rather go to a movie to be happy and enjoy it. Um, so that really kind of just started off on the wrong foot. But from there, I think the movie is shot really well, very beautiful. Um, and gripping and it kind of pulled me into a story and I think if a horror movie is going to be scary it has to pull you into the movie for you to actually be scared of what's going on in the screen I think this movie does a pretty good job of doing that so if you are a fan of, of uh, horror movies and you can get past kind of the, the very sad stuff at the beginning I think you'll enjoy this movie I however could not and that's maybe a knock on me but that's just me knowing about myself and what I go to movies for the horror movies I would recommend, um, let's see here. Pandorum is one I throw out a lot. It's not really that scary of a movie, but it kind of deals on a lot of different aspects of, of fears that are, I don't think are, are often touched on in a lot of other scary movies. It, it's like in space, and I won't tell you too much about it, but I think it's, it's, it's less scary and more plot and story driven if you're really paying attention, and so I really appreciate that for it. Plus, it's got Dennis Quaid and Cam Gigante and, and Ben Foster. So that's what I always throw out because it's a really good, I think it's a really great story, a really good movie. And it's also kind of a horror movie. The first horror movie I saw was The Strangers and that's freaking terrifying. Don't ever go watch that. But it is a very, very scary movie. Uh, and if that's what you're into, I, I would recommend it. And I think that's it as far as the scary movies that I would recommend. Because uh, like I said, it's, not, it's not, our, not our wheelhouse, but that's why we, we decided to watch it. We wanted to get out of our comfort zone. So if you appreciated that, if you wanted to talk along with us, we are on Twitter at NTPYD Podcast. And we also have an email that you can email us at, at NTPYDpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love Gosh, to hear. Dude. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. We'd love to hear your responses. Love to hear what you have to say. If you just want to talk with us about movies and kind of say what we got wrong, we'd love to hear it. Bring it on. Also, also if you want to be a guest host for an episode, just like Ooh. hit us up. Why not? Why not? It may or may not make it to the air. We're pretty easy. Like in It Follows. <laughs> and there you have it. That's all we got for this week at Not The Podcast User. Thanks for joining us.